Hello everyone and welcome along to Gels TV podcast series. Uh, joining me today, oh, sorry, I'm with your host uh, Gordon. Joining me today is the ever present uh, first team regular starter, uh, David Heard. Uh, David Heard, uh, I'll let David come in a wee second and introduce himself rather than me introduce him for, for you. Uh, today we're going to talk about the Europa League draw that's happened yesterday and then we're going to look ahead to the first Old Farm game of the season. So uh, without further ado, David, how are we? Uh, I'm reasonably good, Gordon. Looking forward to the Celtic game. Um, I'm trying to get the PSV game in my system. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, let's let's just hope that tomorrow's the start of something good. Yeah, brilliant. David and I are, if you've uh, listened to the previous shows, uh, which I'm, I hope you have, if you haven't, please uh, search for them. Just uh, literally on the channel you're on at the moment, you should see all the episodes come up. David and I are going to break with convention and we're going to, we're going to look ahead uh, mm-hmm. For the first time, yeah. I think. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm usually doing previews and history, so it'd be, it's, it's quite good to look ahead for a change. Yeah, so we're going to try and project into the future. So this is the first time for myself and David, so please bear with us, okay? So two topics today. We're going to discuss the Europa League draw, uh, and we are going to uh, look forward to the first Old Farm clash of the season. So we may as well talk about it. Let's just keep this to one or two sentences, I think, each, but... Do you think that we deserve to be in the Champions League or do you think that the better team qualified? I think that's, unfortunately, that's pretty obvious. I mean, I, th- I think I think it became quite obvious in the games against PSV that they were a, they were a better team than they were last season. Um, I think they've, they've upgraded, especially up front um, and in midfield. I, th- I thought they had some some really good players. In fact, I noticed yesterday that one of them went to um, the Premier League for 30 million quid in the, in the transfer. Yeah. Window shot, and another one nearly went to the Premier League for thirty-five million quid, but they turned it down. So, um, yeah. I think I think that told you a wee bit about the opposition we were up against this time. I think they were an upgrade on what we played against last time, uh, and they certainly deserve to be us. They were a far better team than we are. Yep. So, if you heard heard our, our, the, the latest year's TV show the other night, uh, we did talk about it at length. So, just letting David come in with his uh, thoughts there. So. The Europa League draw has been made, and Rangers are in the group with a. Our old friend Sparta Prague were also mm-hmm. drawn Real Betis, which uh, who are based in Seville. Yeah, uh, anyone that uh, has wants to wander memory lane, and finally uh, Limassol of uh, Cyprus. So, David, first impressions on the draw, David. Uh, well, the first impressions in the draw was that it was a bonus to get into Pot One at the last minute. Um, so I think that that took away the possibility of playing somebody like Liverpool, <laughs> which I don't think we would we would really fancied very much. Uh, so being in Port One was a bonus. Um, first and foremost, I think it's a draw that we should be looking to qualify from. Um, I don't see any reason why we shouldn't regard ourselves as one of the favourites to go through. Um, Betis are undoubtedly the, the best of the the three teams we're playing against. Um, I don't think there's much to fear. My, <laughs> Funny enough, the, the big conversation I was having yesterday was round about ticket prices rather than whether we would qualify. Um, because um, I just hope Rangers don't try and overcharge because let's be honest, it's it's not the Champions League this time and it's Betis apart, it's not the most glamorous group either. So I would like to think they're going to be a bit realistic in what they try and charge us. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm confident, hopeful that we should be going through. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to... to 
seeing this new team of ours click and maybe getting some better results. Yep. So when I uh, first seen, actually, when I first seen the drama, I seen Real Betis and Pride come out. Uh, I was a little bit concerned because uh, I thought on paper it does uh, well, it does look quite tough. Uh, then Limassol came out and I said, well, overall, uh, you know, Limassol, we, we should be, you know, we should be bagging six points against Limassol. And then uh, I think that Real Betis might, might, might be slight favourites to qualifying first. And then I would say Rangers should have the ambition to. Rangers should have had to have the ambition to top the group, but absolute worst case scenario, we should be finishing second. And then if we finish second, uh, that puts us into the situation where we will play, I believe, could be wrong here, but I believe that's when we play the uh, dropouts of the Champions League to go into the last Correct. 16. Correct. That, that's how we played Dortmund that, that yeah, year. That's right. They dropped out of the Champions League, we finished second in our group. Yeah. Um, I don't want to get too, too far ahead of ourselves. I mean, there's a. The only way we're not in Europe. After Christmas is if we finish last, isn't it? Because even if we finish third, which I'd, I'd like to think we won't, but even if we finish third, you go into the Conference League and you you play the second team for their section. So you'd like to think this is a draw that's not guaranteed, but it's gave us a really good chance of being in Europe after Christmas again. I, I think I I personally think it will come down to a if we can beat Sparta Prime home and away, then we'll top the group. So I think I think we'll get a result. I can see us. I can see us winning our home games, uh, for sure. And well, we would. We would. I think <laughs> we should win that group, demanding to win our, our three home games, and then after that, it's can we, can can we get a result away from home? Uh, obviously, I would like to think that we could get the result away in Cyprus, so that's twelve points. And then if we can beat, yeah. uh, or even get a couple of draws away at Spart away in Prague or. Betis then we'll top the group but it's all it's all speculation but it's fun. that's yeah. what makes football exciting the, the, the one thing I've absolutely no idea about is how good the, the, the separate team actually is I mean I, I saw in midweek that they scored six goals in their, their final qualifier but I I don't, I don't know how good the opposition were they were playing and like that but um, I, I don't think we can we can just assume we'll just go there and just roll over the top of them I mean, I'm, I'm sure I remember did Neil Lennon not go to a separate team yes for a while? And, I, um, he might have actually. And, and, been, and the, I don't know if it was. He them might or, have actually been their manager. Aye, it might have been them. But I'm, I'm sure I've, I watched them play at Old Trafford against Man United in a Europa League game, a team for a team for Cyprus, and they actually put a good account of themselves up. I mean, they lost, but they 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 weren't they, they weren't the pushovers that um, maybe people think of separate teams. I think we'll, we'll we'll get a game out there. I don't think it's a case of just going to Cyprus and playing. Playing within ourselves and win, but the current Rangers team, the way they're currently playing, um, I don't think we can assume anything. But but oh, as you true. say though, as you say though, I think when you look at that draw, if we can't qualify for that group, then we shouldn't be thinking ourselves as a, a decent European team anymore. Yeah, and we've got to remember that despite you know a, a recent setback, recent setbacks away at Kilmarnock and the game against PSV. I actually think, not to go back, I think, you know, I think up until the last 10 minutes, you know, 4-1, whatever, flattered PSV a little bit. However, I think overall they did absolutely deserve to win. But if you look over the last kind of four or five years with Rangers, we are a decent European a European side. We've done well. We've done very well in Europe. We've got to the last 16 uh, regularly. We've obviously got to the had a disastrous Champions League, you know, season last season, but it was a very, very tough group with some top teams, and we were a Europa League finalists the other year as well. So we've got a, we've got a good European pedigree, and 
you know, which which should lead us to have confidence. So I think that if we're not if we're not aiming to win that group, then I would have to judge the ambition of the club. Yeah, uh, I I do think though that this is a new Rangers team. I think I think the team the team that done well in Europe isn't isn't really there anymore. If you know, mid, well, middle to front, we're not there anymore. So, Davis, Kamara, Jack, Kent, Morelos, they were all really important players in Europe when we were when we were doing so well. Um, time yeah. will tell whether the players that have replaced those guys are able to compete at the level that that Rangers team were able to compete at. Um, but but what that previous team did, if you like, was give us a a ranking in Europe and a seeding in Europe that allows us to do things like going to pot one in the Europa League, which makes it yeah. easier if you like to continue. continue yeah, I mean the European pot success. The the, the pot one's a massive thing, isn't it? Really? Oh, I think so. I think so. Um, you, you looked at some of the, the other teams in pot one, and you're saying, "Thank God we're not playing them." Well, yeah. So I think off the top of my head, there was teams like Atalanta, eh, Roma, etc. So. Liverpool. I actually meant to say uh, Liverpool there. I, first, I don't uh, well, know. I, I think I was, was back to last night's AC Milan Roma game, but uh, no, Roma were there. They, they were a they were a pot one team. Um, right. Okay. So they're definitely. So what, I, okay, but, yeah. but the, the two that jumped out to me were Liverpool and Ajax, who both absolutely humped us in the Champions League last year. Um, yeah. I absolutely didn't want to go anywhere near them again. Yeah. Not to digress too much because uh, we all get back to it in a second, but. I think with the seeds in the pots, that's why you know Scotland have you know Scotland as a team as a country have not qualified. You know they always qualified the last time over the last twenty years it's been patchy because Scotland have had to spend you know a few qualifying ones trying to build up the qualification uh, yep. and build up the rankings. So it Absolutely. does make a massive difference. I think it does. It does, and um, we we need to take make the most of it this year and probably next year as well because then. Our coefficient numbers will start. Scotland's coefficient numbers will start to fall again. Uh, yeah, you can, see what's, you can see what's happening. Yeah, I mean, it uh, wasn't a great week. I mean, that I mean for, to be fair, I mean, Hearts had a couple of decent results against Rosenberg. Uh, Hibs absolutely collapsed against Aston Villa, but you can't really fault them for that with the disparity yeah. and financial and players, uh, financial golf and player uh, golf and quality and players. And I was surprised to see. I was surprised to see Aberdeen uh, get comprehensively beaten the other night at home after they drew away. So I think Aberdeen in the Conference League, uh, they've 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 got in trying Frankfurt funnily enough, which will give uh, up memories. So and they've got uh, the team to beat Hearts. Yes, and Rangers are playing in Seville again. So there you go. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, so we'll wrap this up for a wee second. Just a section regarding. Uh, the Europa League. So some of the games, right? I mean, Holman will be against Be Be Betis will be exciting, and hopefully we can get a result against Prague. Well, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if you've seen that the fixtures have come out, Gordon. But uh, we start. Does it get home, home released? Yeah, we, we start at home to Betis and we finish away to Betis. So yeah, so that that, that first game already becomes quite a big one in terms of what our ambitions in the group are. Well, you know, if, you, if, you, if you can get a three point well, starting Betis right at the beginning, that could be good. Uh, and then we go to Limassol. In our first away game, okay. Um, the middle, the mid, the middle games are the away and home games against Prague. Yeah, there's all there's all seems to be a double head in the middle now. I think. Uh... Aye, there always there always has been. Um, okay, but yeah, so bet, bet so... in a in a an ideal world, the betis away game right at the end might might not mean much for either of them. But that's that's getting a bit presumptuous, I think. 
Yes, I think the way the way we put it against people, we'll try and make a good start to the we'll take it from there. I think so. Final question to you, David, and then I'll come mm-hmm. in as well. Uh, after the game against Betis, the last qualifying game, the last league game in the Europa League, what position will Rangers finish in? I think we'll be second. I think Betis okay. will win the group. Okay. Uh, I have to agree with that. Uh, so sorry to all the fans out there. <laughs> we are showing a lack of ambition, but uh, we could maybe revisit this in a few weeks' time uh, after the first uh, couple of games. But I, uh, I think, I, I think I, we'll be second. But I think we'll be a comfortable second if that makes sense. I think. Um, I think what it's because we're talking days after the PSV game and not long after. The, let's be honest, we haven't started very impressively this season, have we? In terms of style of play and how we look going forward and stuff like that. So, right. so, yeah, I think we're, we're we're talking based on what we've seen in the season so far. Um, yes, that, that's yeah. all. That's I suppose that I mean that's that's all you can base it on. So, uh, okay, so that seems like a, a nice uh, place to wrap up the Europa League uh, preview, and uh, we'll now go on to a uh, well. It doesn't really need any introduction, but uh, to, on Sunday, uh, Rangers play our old form rival Celtic. And it's the first all firm game of the season. And David, uh, it seems to be a bit of a, a high pressure game for both managers already. I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. I think um Michael Michael Beale's going to live or die by his signings in the summer eventually, I think. Um there's there's a number of a number of Rangers supporters, including myself, who are a little bit confused at the moment as to what style of play he's trying to implement in the team. Um and the fact that we spent, I don't know what it was, 13, 14 million quid in the summer and forwards, none of whom have really hit the ground running and look as if they're, they're going to be regular goal scorers for us. In fact, Kamal Roof coming back into the team last week reminded us what a goal scorer looked like, I thought. Um, yeah. So the, there's, there's, definitely, there's definitely pressure on, on Michael Beale, especially with Rangers at home, especially with Rangers have already been a point behind and have lost against Kilmarnock. But in saying all that, I had... I actually watched the Celtic Kilmarnock uh, League Cup tie, and it was almost like a carbon copy of the game. We played at Kilmarnock, Celtic created absolutely nothing. Um, and I saw the highlights of their game last week. They did create a couple of chances against St. Johnson, but in the main, they, they struggled badly to break St. Johnson down, who are a team that were at the bottom of the league with no points at the time. So they've started the season pretty unimpressively as well. And I think a number of their supporters didn't really want Rodgers back. They're still pining for the manager they had last season. So, I th- yeah, I think there's pressure in both managers. And I, I think it's one of these games that um, both managers really can't afford to lose it in terms of how they're going to then have a relationship with their supporters. Very, very good points and very interesting. So just picking up on something you said, David, about our forwards, uh, it's right, very, very right to raise the fact that we have, of course, uh, replaced almost an entire, well, a front line uh, from, from middle of the park to top. But... Uh, only a couple of them are actually regular starters right now. Does that concern you? Absolutely. I, mean, I think I remember you and I done a season preview podcast and we had just signed all right. these guys. And um, I think the way I was describing them was they were, they were all players who looked really good at previous teams, but their career had kind of went off the tracks a little bit at their, their last clubs, the clubs we brought them from. Yep. Um and when you looked at their goal-scoring records, all of them had scored goals in years ago, but none of them had scored a lot of goals in the last couple of seasons. Um, and 
I'm just not convinced yet that there's a there's a an actual goal scorer in amongst any of them. <laughs> um, yeah. If you if you, you, if, you take them all, if you if you take them all individually, um, Lammers, Dessers, Danilo, they all look as if they're decent players with the ball at their feet. They look as if the the link up play might be quite clever, but I'm just not sure in any of them when they get within. 12 yards of the goal, that they're, they're going to be players that we can rely on to score 25, 30 goals in a season. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. I mean, there's been two examples, uh, unfortunately, uh, in the games this season where they've, you know, a couple of strikers, uh, Lammers and Danilo, have missed, you know, probably open yeah. goals or, or goals that you are, you and I could have scored, David. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, maybe me years ago, but yeah, I wouldn't get in the position first. I think I'm a bit too old for that. But, uh, <laughs> But yeah, um, so as I said to you, um, Roof came back last week. He, he wasn't in the European squad. I, I think he's a player that if he had um, if he hadn't been injured as much, we'd probably have been trying to move him on in the summer. We just a year left his contract because he's probably yeah. one of the high, high earners at the club. But yep. the long and the short of it is, I still think he's the best goal scorer we have. Now, whether he's the best all around forward, you could maybe debate whether he's a guy that can lead the line. Yeah. Um, but I think when it comes to the ball dropping in the within the penalty area, somewhere in you, somebody been in the right place at the right time to find the net. I, I think he's still looks as if he's the most natural goal scorer we've got. My my concern, picking up uh, on your point, say uh, David, there. My concern would be that we have invested all this money uh, in these new forwards, and uh, we are relying. We we seem to be now getting super excited for a player that's not played much coming back and, and save, saving our season a wee bit. I know. And, I totally agree with you. And right. let's be honest, history tells us that he's he's going to he's he's going to miss games through injury sooner or later, isn't he? Probably yep. sooner. Actually, history tells you that. Yep. So what stands, we'll Yeah, go on. I'm just going to say, as it stands right now, if you were going to, one of the questions you're going to ask me is, what team would I play in since and Sunday? That is, I mean, uh, that, honestly, if that's, if that's, what, yeah, if that's one of the questions you're going to ask me, I think I think you can tell I'm heading towards who I would play up front simply because I, we've got it's a game. I think we. We've got to win. <laughs> We've yeah. got to win it. And you don't win games if you don't score goals. Yeah, so you've literally took the wind out of the sails a little bit. Sorry about that. I don't know if you've got a copy of my script in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this is actually unscripted uh, for everyone listening. You can, that's why you can tell it's uh, we're, mm-hmm. we're dropping and changing a little bit. So, uh, yeah, so we'll just go. Uh, we'll spend the last kind of five minutes or so previewing the team. So uh, we'll start at the back. So obviously Butland uh, starts. Uh, yeah, would you go far back? So, what would be your formation at the back, and who would start for you, David? Well, I know there's some people talking about going to back threes and things like that, but it's an awful game to start introducing a entirely new defensive setup. So, yeah. there's no way I, there's no way I would play with a back three. I think you, I think the now that the manager has confirmed that Barisic is fit, then I think the back four picks itself. Um, yeah. Now, there's a there's, there's another. Question in there about whether we should have strengthened the defence during the transfer window. Um, but I mean, seventy-five percent of the back four I'm just about to name were, have been first-team regulars since 2018. I, mean, I don't think there's yeah. too many, there's too many teams can say that. But I think the back four of Tavernier, Goldson, Suter, and Barisic picks itself. Okay, uh, I would agree. Uh, I would. You see, I totally, totally see your point about changing the formation. Uh, and it's a it's a hell of a game to change your formation. Uh, I don't I don't know. I, I just think that we do look a little bit vulnerable uh, with the two centre backs, especially when Barisic and Tamani are bombed down either do. wings. 
and they're not they're not as quick as getting back as they used to be. So I I I pers- So what I would probably do is as much as I hate saying this because uh, we're at home. I would if I don't we don't play the back three. I would probably play with a very defensive minded minded midfielder like a Jack or Lundstrom. Would you agree or disagree with that? I think one of them will play anyway. Yeah. Um, I, I, there's no way we're going to play against Celtic's midfield with three attacking midfield players and not a defensive one. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Um, so, you don't you don't win you don't win these games unless you win the midfield. I Means we can talk yeah. about we can talk about defence all we like and the defence at set pieces especially really worries me and it has done for yes. a long time. Yes. But um, but if you look at the majority of Ranger Celtic games, the majority of them, uh, the team that wins the midfield wins the game. The majority of the time. Okay, so that, who's your... How many players... So, obviously, we have signed about 14 midfielders. Over <laughs> we've, got, we've, got, we've got about 21 at the club. So, yeah. out of all the midfielders at the club, David, who would you start with? And what I'm, I'm, I'm going to ensure that I get a bit of debate going here because I, I know yeah. that I'm going to be in a massive minority. Okay. Uh, the, I'm going to start by saying I think that boy Sifuentes looks as if he might be a really good player in the future. But I, yeah. I think the PSV games told us in a, a high-paced midfield. I think he needs too much time in the ball at the moment. I think he's when he came yeah. for the MLS. I, I wouldn't play him. In, I wouldn't play him on Sunday. I think he needs more time to settle in it, Rangers. Um, I would yeah. actually. This is this is going to stun you, but I, I would go back to the team that beat them three nothing. Okay, and um, was it May that game was? We were beating three 0 Yes, um, we played a kind of diamond in midfield. We had um, Jack at the base of it in front of the in front of the defence. Yeah, and I think and I think he's still our best player in that position. Yeah, tend to agree with and, that. And we had Cantwell at the front of the diamond behind the mid strikers, and I think that's yeah. his best position. Yeah, and I think then I think the question then just becomes which two do you want in either side of the diamond? Okay, so that's my uh, question for David. Which, and which and, and, and Ra- R- Raskin is absolutely nailed on as one of them. Yeah. So the, the case of who is the other one, and because I've said I wouldn't play Sifuentes, and because and because uh, Kieran Dills carrying an injury and probably not fit for the game, it only leaves John Lundstrom. Okay. There's no else. It can, no else can be, and that is that actually is the four. <laughs> that that is the four and the setup that we played against them the last time, and we absolutely dominated the midfield that day. Now, I know Jack and Lundstrom in midfield sounds defensive, but we didn't play it that way that day. We didn't play the two of them as as defensive midfielders. Yeah. That's, I the, think, way I, that's the way I would yeah. play. And I remember, the, obviously remember the game, and uh, we did dominate the midfield. And uh, I think uh, Michael Buell has kind of learned that lesson about the mid, but, but, but midfield. So it's hard to... I, I've, now that you've explained who you start in midfield and why you're starting in the midfield, uh, it's hard for me to kind of disagree with that. Uh, to be honest with you, David, my my concern is your last statement there about Lundstrom and Jack. I get uh, it. I get it. And, uh, and the I, same thing. But I also think that we've got... I'll, a little bit of a <laughs> an obsession about these two guys. Um, yes. As long I, as we I don't, think... as long as we don't play them both as yeah. defensive screening midfield players, just sitting in front of the yeah. back four and just basically huddle leaving their own half. As long as we don't yeah. play them both like that, then so I you play Lundstrom. So you play Jack the more kind of deeper, and then you play Lundstrom a little bit further forward. Would that be? Yeah. It's only because I don't think that boy Sifuentes is ready for this game yet. No, I agree. And uh, with your logic, where you've explained it, it's hard to uh, come back at you with a different uh, idea for who plays. However, 
Uh, I think that, you know, I think individually, I, I actually do think that individually Jack and Lundstrom are good players. Uh, out of the two, I do prefer Ryan Jack. However, uh, I think Lundstrom has got a lot of quality. And I think, I think you know, personally, a little bit, he can get a little bit of un, undue criticism uh, sometimes. Not all the time, but <laughs> yeah, maybe a little I'll, bit. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's probably a whole podcast about John Lundstrom because I think we should have sold him in the summer because his contract's up at the end of the year. Um, we shouldn't be keeping players in the last year of the contract anymore. History told yeah. me that. But, well, um, yeah, absolutely right. So up top, who starts? Um, well, I've already said Kemal Roof's playing. So the, the question then is, do you play with two forwards and put a Danilo or a Dessers beside him? Or do you, do you play somebody like Matondo for his, his pace and his ability to stretch the defence? Um well, and I, that's, and that's, I, that's up to you to answer, David. Yeah, I know. And, and, I, <laughs> and, I, and again, I'm going to go back to what that 3 nothing game was. If you remember yeah. that day, it was Matondo and Sakala that was up front that day. Yes. Uh, now, Roof would replace Sakala as the kind of centre-forward, if you like. So I, I think Matondo's the player to play. <laughs> um, he looks more of a threat at the moment than, than the other ones do. He's not more of a threat... And Sima, yeah, um, I think um, the team maybe isn't hasn't got very much width in it, so maybe you'd want a Sima or a Matondo in it to be able to sometimes go wide and try and stretch their defence. But I think the thing you need to remember is Celtic have got hardly any centre halves. Yeah. So I quite like the idea of Roof as the goal scorer and Matondo as the really quick, nippy guy playing through the middle against. Against a defence whose centre half are either new or not very good. (laughs) Well, I think you're right. I think with their defensive, uh, you know, issues at the the moment, then we we have to we have to go attacking and we have to put them under pressure because I, for me, that's the only way we win the game. If we can go out, if we play, I think you know, I'll probably I could I could imagine myself looking at lineup tomorrow about half past eleven and going right. We're going to win this, uh, depending on who plays up front, but. Uh, I think you're right. I think with their defensive frailties at the moment, because remember Ross County, Ross County took a couple of goals off them at home at the they start did. of the season as well. So there is scope there for Rangers to get a couple of goals. I think it's just that, you know, does Michael Beale have the confidence in his forward players to play? But Amatondo or maybe two out of front? Uh, or, and or, uh, do we have the security at the back, the set pieces? I think, I think, you know, the corners and crosses in the box, and then who plays up front will dictate who wins the game. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm going for Rufus Matondo. I think um, I think um, I can't believe I'm saying Matondo looks like one of our top goal scoring threats these days <laughs> because in the summer I was absolutely yes. to get to get sold to the, anybody that would take him. But yeah. um, the two PSV games have rejuvenated him. As far as I can, they've certainly they've certainly catapulted up, up my thinking as to where he sits in the sort of pecking order of the, of the forward line. Yeah, so he certainly has he certainly has improved since. Uh, I think uh, I think he was he seemed to be for me a bit of a kind of rabbit caught in the headlights at the start when he started mm-hmm. being clear. But he did come on and fair play to him. Even last season when he came on, he, he got a run of games. You know, maybe like you know last half hour in games and stuff, and he did uh, actually. Uh, you know, he puts himself in, in there, puts himself up there as well, and he, he always keeps running as well. And he's improved a lot; he's, he's improved quite a bit as well. So, but I think, again, sorry, just I, 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 sorry I, th- I think that the, the one thing I would say though is that 
I think the team I've just picked is extremely unlikely to be picked because for the simple reason that not one of the 10 outfield players was bought this summer. Well, that's... David, I th- I genuinely think you're reading my script here <laughs> because <laughs> I was just I was literally just about to say to you, uh, what does that say about the new signings again? That that is a team that could probably win the game, but does he go with that? And then what does that say about the confidence he has? And has and it's Michael Beale signings. There's no there's no uh, Ross Wilson at the club now. It's Michael yeah. Beale signings. So what does yeah, that say when we are saying Matondo and Roof up front? What does that say about his confidence in Lamars, Dessers, and Danilo? Danilo? Which is which is. Why I think I'm, I'm extremely unlikely to have just picked the, the 11 that's playing. I, th- I think it's far more likely that um, Sifuentes plays, and it's far more, it's definitely far more likely that either Danilo or Dessas will start up front. Yeah, agreed. So, uh, we dissected the uh, lineup and we dissected the, the tactics a little bit there. So, uh, hand on heart, David, it's two minutes to kick off tomorrow. Somebody asks you, what's the score going to be? Tell the GLS TV, David, what's your prediction for the score? Uh, well, nobody's ever allowed to predict anything other than a win, are they? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm one of the world's worst pessimists, so you don't never never ever ask me uh, two minutes before I get a Ranger Celtic right. game starts who's going okay. to win. But what I will say is that I strongly fancy both teams to score. And I strongly fancy that, uh, believe it or not, that their defence currently is in a worse state than ours is. Okay. So, and I, th- I think with home advantage, 50,000 home supporters and none of them there, uh, they've got a few new players in there that's never seen the game before. Um, I, I fancy your chances on Sunday. I fancy, I think we're favourites on Sunday. Okay. Uh, I agree. Uh, can I push you for an actual scoreline? 3 2. <laughs> I swear to God, you're reading everything I'm about to say. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, as much as uh, so, what David says, uh, what you're saying there, David, absolutely. I think the the defensive frailties that both teams have shown uh, ourselves at set pieces and uh, with uh, Carter Vickers missing for Celtic, and uh, there uh, they might have this new guy playing. But again, it's they, they look a little bit vulnerable at the back. I genuinely think it's going to be uh, a high scoring game, like a three two or a four three. And David thinks that as well, which means go to the bookies and put £10 on. <laughs> exactly. I was just going to say that. We're, 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 we're nailed on now for a boring 1-0 win. <laughs> okay. So, David, uh, as ever, uh, thank you so, so much for your time and your generosity and spending time with the JSTV again. Much appreciated. No bother. No problem at uh, all. Enjoy it. Yeah, so just a quick reminder that we will be live uh, across our website, YouTube and Facebook next week. Uh, I imagine it will be uh, if we go back to a regular Tuesday slot. Please check out our website, www.thegels.tv. There's uh, some fantastic uh, previews and reviews for David on there. Uh, we put as many articles uh, on as we can discussing the latest going on at Rangers. Uh, we have got a wee uh, shop now on our website as well, so you can get some fantastic new merchandise, which I'm sure will look a treat, especially come up for, I hate to say this, in September, but come up for Christmas time as well. Uh, and of course, uh, myself and David uh, have got lots of uh, recorders now on Spotify. So please spend a little bit of time, if you can, uh, listening to them and uh, rating the, the shows as well. So, David, thanks so much for your company uh, today. Much much obliged and enjoy the game. No problem. He's looking forward to our victory tomorrow.
Yes, I think that despite uh, despite everything and despite our disappointment against PSV, are we both agreed that Rangers can and will win tomorrow? Absolutely, absolutely. And and, and I would put the word must in there as well. Yeah. <laughs> can, well. Can, will, win, win and must win. Okay, fantastic. David, thanks very much. And to everyone, uh, everyone that supports the GRTV, thanks very much. And we'll see you soon. Goodbye. Yeah, bye.